We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I have decided to do this series, The All Underrated Teams. We're going to do this in two parts. The first part is going to be All Underrated Offense. The second part is going to be All Underrated Defense. We're going to start with offense. How do we decide who is underrated and who's not? Well, I'm going with guys who didn't get any accolades this season. No Pro Bowl, no All-Pro team, and that means no first or second team All-Pro. All right, Jamar Chase... He may may have made second team all pro, but I'm not considering him underrated because that's still a really hard thing to achieve. So no pro bowl, no all pro. That is the type of player that I am looking for for this list. And let's just get right into it, I guess. We're going to start with quarterback and we're going to go with a guy who we really like here at Stay Hot, someone we've talked about a decent amount of times. We're going to go with Jameis Winston, a guy who has been criminally underrated and underpaid these last two years, only making $6.6 million um, for what he's done for the Saints over the past two years. We're talking about Baker Mayfield getting a a 30-something million dollar extension, all right? And Jameis Winston's out here making $3 million a year. Like, come on. He's a really good, cheap option for a team here. And The production that he had with the wide receivers that he had, I mean, Marquez Calloway as his wide receiver one, Traquan Smith, it's rough. Adam Troutman at tight end, it's rough. For that offense to be, you know, anywhere close to average, getting to a little bit above is, I think, a a massive feat for Jameis Winston. And I thought his pocket presence looked really good this year. I thought he was someone who was avoiding interceptions to a a higher degree than he normally does. And 2019, when he threw those 30 picks, was a little bit of an outlier for even him. He's never been the most, like, risk-adverse quarterback, that's for sure. But he's usually not, like, leading the league in interceptions every single year or anything. That year he was. But also in that year, let's not forget, led the league in yards, put up 30 touchdowns as well. Like, that's not an easy thing to accomplish. It's not like there's all bad and no good. The dude was keeping the offense at a, at a pretty good pace in Tampa, even with all the interceptions. So 
For what he's getting paid and the amount of recognition that he gets, Jameis Winston is a really good option, I think, at quarterback. Someone who I think the Saints would have very easily made the playoffs with if he was healthy the entire year. Obviously, we don't know what he's going to look like coming back from that ACL injury, but the way things are going nowadays, an ACL injury doesn't really change your career trajectory, especially for a quarterback. So I think he's a really good option. I think he's underrated at running back. I've got Rashad Penny, someone who is averaging 5.6 yards per carry, not over the past like half of the season. He's injury prone. That's his problem. But at this point, he's got enough carries where it's like one full season's worth of carries, although it's spread out over the course of a couple years. And the numbers are really impressive with him. And especially behind that offensive line, you know, he's got an excuse to be inefficient behind an offensive line that is basically driving Russell Wilson out of town or that's probably not actually going to happen. But even Russell Wilson is like, man, I want to play with a better offensive line. So to have a running back be that efficient behind that offensive line is super impressive. And over the last seven games of this year, I mean, he was averaging well over 100 yards per game, like seven point something yards per carry. It was ridiculous the run he was on at the end of this year. And I think it's legit. For a bigger back, he's got a lot of speed. He's got a lot of momentum going forward once he hits the hole. And it's hard to bring down. You can't do it with arm tackles. And the other thing that makes him so dangerous is his vision. He is not bothered by penetration into the backfield. He stays patient, almost uses that to his advantage sometimes. Because if a defensive tackle is in the backfield, that means... He's not on the line of scrimmage and there's a hole if you can just sneak in behind him. He was able to do that this year and he was able to find cutback lanes, but he didn't look for them too much where he was just dancing behind the line of scrimmage. No, his vision was really good. His patience was really good. His breakaway speed for his size is really good. And that is how he is able to be so efficient over the course of his career. I really like Rashad Penny. Um, People write him off because they haven't seen a lot of him, but a healthy Rashad Penny is a really, really dangerous running back, and we saw it over the last half of this year with that offensive line. At wide receiver, I'm going to build a little core here, and I think a wide receiving core should look like a basketball team a little bit. That's something that Kyle Shanahan said. You want a jump ball receiver. You You want a true number one. You want a point guard. You want someone shifty. You want different body types. So as my like X wide receiver, someone who I think can be a reliable volume dude, win in a variety of different ways. Uh, Someone you trust is Brandon Cooks. How many years does Brandon Cooks need to put up over a thousand yards with these mid quarterbacks before people start to realize that the dude is a legit wide receiver one? Every single year, he's someone that maybe you're going to draft in fantasy and you look at him and it's like, I don't know. I don't know. Is he really good? Is he really someone I want? Yes, he is someone you want. And he's been proving proving that for a long time. The dude can make contested catches at the catch point. He's got a lot of speed. He's a good route runner at this point in his career. Um, Wins in a variety of different ways and produces every, 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 every single year. So he doesn't really get the Pro Bowls. He doesn't really get the accolades to show for it. But the dude at this point, if he is your wide receiver one, you you feel okay about it. It's not like, you know, Jamar Chase or or Justin Jefferson is your wide receiver one. But Brandon Cooks is is definitely in a higher tier than people give him credit for. So that would be like my my wide receiver one. On the other side, Chase Claypool, I think. Chase Claypool is a really good deep threat. And when you're dealing with a washed Ben Roethlisberger, it's difficult to fill that role adequately. And so he didn't put up the greatest numbers this year. But I think that's more of a quarterback thing than a Chase Claypool thing. You put him on an offense that really guns the ball down the field and is accurate and is good at that. 
I don't think anybody is saying he's a bust or he's he's a clown or he's bad. Uh, the other thing about Pittsburgh wide receivers, everybody likes to hate them because of what they do on social media, their presence there. They're a little uh they like to they like to talk trash on social media or whatever, so people want to see them fail. And Chase Claypool with the situation that he was in became a pretty hated member of the of the wide receiver community, which I don't really get. Same thing happened with Juju Smith-Schuster. Um I think Claypool is a really good deep threat. His passer rating when targeted fell from like 110 to 70 something points this year. That's like a 33 point drop off is what it was. 33 points. Is that because he got much worse or is that because Ben Roethlisberger fell off a cliff and became much less effective, especially throwing the deep ball this year? I kind of think that it's number two. So Chase Claypool really hated there was that incident where, you know, they picked up a first down in, in crunch time and the ball got knocked out of his hands and it, it slowed everybody up. And he just got killed for that on social media, even though I think the biggest reason for that holdup was because Eric Kendricks knocked the ball out of his hands. I don't think that situational awareness from Claypool was quite as bad as it initially seemed. And that's kind of all people saw from Claypool this year. So right now, I think he's undervalued. Roethlisberger is obviously gone. So once you upgrade the quarterback position there, hopefully they can upgrade the quarterback position there. I think you're going to see Claypool be a really valuable contributor for that team once again. And for my wide receiver three, I've got Kendrick Bourne, um, one of the best guys after the catch in the league this year, someone who had a really high catch rate on down the field throws, even though a lot of them were contested. Look, last year, the wide receiving core for the Patriots was atrocious. I don't think any quarterback could have survived in those environments. And they invested a lot in Kendrick Bourne in the tight ends this year. So it still is not a great wide receiving core, but adding Bourne into there is a better option by far than, than anybody was playing last year. He can get open. He knows the nuances of route running. He can be in the slot and, and create separation. And once he creates separation, he can make you look a little bit better with your yards by turning up field. Had one of the best um, run after catch like years or statistical seasons of anybody this year um really good catching through contact so he may not be a dominant wide receiver one but really useful player in a receiving core and someone that really elevated the patriots passing game this year more than i think he gets credit for so kendrick Bourne, brandon cooks and chase claypool if that was your wide receiving core um nothing really special there nothing super sexy nothing that has gotten a lot of accolades or love on twitter over the past couple years here but i think you could do a lot worse than those three and that would honestly be one of the, the best wide receiving cores in football in my opinion made up completely of guys who who don't get a lot of respect for the tight end in this offense i'm going with dawson knox someone who had nine touchdowns this year after having zero his entire college career um he started off a little inefficient had maybe some issues with his hands some drops his catch rate was not high even though he was he was receiving passes from a pretty good quarterback at josh allen but this year i think he really stepped up his catch rate went way up he's really hard to bring down after the catch he had one of the most wicked truck moves i've seen i don't think it was from last season i think it was the, from the 2020 season where he just laid someone out really difficult to tackle made several nice catches above his head overthrows from josh allen um, that he was able to reel in and bring down for touchdowns this year it's hard to catch passes from josh allen in general because he throws the ball with a lot of velocity but dawson not has gotten better and better and better at bringing those in he's tenacious i think that he's he's a suitable run defender maybe not super great at it but you can put him out there and he's not a total liability in my opinion good receiving threat 
and he's just improved every single year that he's been in the league and now at this point with the toughness that he brings after the catch and the catch radius that he has developed i think that he's one of the better tight ends in football right now you feel really confident with him at the y or or in a variety of different positions whether that be in the wide receiving formation or wherever you want to put him i think he can pull it off so dasa knox underrated all right, now going to offensive line. Left tackle, I'm going with Jordan Malata from the Eagles. That guy was a beast this year and a big reason why the Eagles became like the number one rushing offense in football. They ended up being one of the best rushing offenses in football, even though they kind of refused to do it over the first quarter of the season. They developed into a really strong rushing team, and Jordan Malata is one of the reasons why. He was locked in a positional battle before the season with Andre Dillard, and thank goodness he won that because that dude on a like pulling is maybe the most dangerous man in football that guy pancake after pancake every single game was just a wrecking ball putting people on the ground opening up running games you saw boston scott be an effective running back for the for the eagles you saw jordan howard have have a nice year or a, a, some nice games i guess it didn't matter who was back there for the eagles the offensive line was paving the way for these running backs to to get through and jordan Malata is a really big part of that i know he's a former rugby player uh long odds to succeed in the nfl but here he is he's succeeding and it's really good another guy is eric flowers a guard for washington you may think i didn't know that guy was still in the league i thought he was working at home depot or something after his stint with the giants it was really bad that guy was written off as a bust and then he went to washington he's playing guard now he's no longer a tackle and he's good there he's legitimately a really solid option there um maybe not one of the top top guards in the league at this point but i feel like he's so underrated because most people you ask him eric flowers they think that he's a total lost cause wasted pick some of them might not even realize he's in the league right now he is in the league and he's playing really effectively for washington who also has a decent offensive line and running game and yeah eric flowers he's good now he's gone through this whole redemption arc at center i've got brian allen from the rams um, the rams entire offensive line is a little bit underrated outside of whitworth you may not have a lot of guys that you know there although they made their guard that got run over by uh jeffrey simmons isn't underrated but brian allen is smart he knows what to do you know the primary job for a center that other offensive linemen don't have is, is pointing out who's coming you know setting the protections and he's good at all that stuff he can hold up against anybody in the league um and even though they kind of got their lunch eaten in the super bowl i don't think that he was a huge problem there i think that he is a key part to why the rams were able to make and win the super bowl over the course of the season so brian allen a underrated center not someone that anyone i think knows he's got kind of a boring name so you know it's not like alex mack or rodney hudson it's just Brian Allen. But just Brian Allen's a decent thing to be. At the other guard spot, I've got Trey Smith. The rookie offensive lineman that gets the most praise is Creed Humphrey, and deservedly so. He was one of the five best centers in football this year, probably. But let's not forget Trey Smith right next to him. Look, after the Chiefs lost the Super Bowl, why did they lose that Super Bowl? It was because of the offensive line, right? They could not hold up. They had to revamp everything. They were able to do it in one offseason. That is so crazy. 
the Bengals are looking at that right now, right? They lost the Super Bowl because the offensive line was wet paper towel, you know, basically the entire playoff run, especially in the second half of the Super Bowl, they couldn't get anything going. It's not easy to just rebuild that. We'll see if they can have the success the Chiefs did after they got brought in Orlando Brown, Joe Thune, and then the biggest keys of that, like those two you knew were okay. But then to draft Trey Smith, who is just an elite guard right away, and Creed Humphrey, that is so difficult to hit on all of those guys. And the Chiefs don't have the season that they do without him. All right. I was a little bit lower on the Chiefs, maybe, or I was not low on them because I didn't really see anybody else in the AFC that I really loved before the season. But like, I was like, I don't know, man, it's, it's difficult to hit on everybody that they brought in for the offensive line. I don't know if it's going to be as good as, as people might think it is. And it was. And a lot of that is because they got massive production out of their sixth round pick Trey Smith. I don't think it saved their season because the skill positional group is good enough where where the Chiefs are always going to be all right. But, you know, they had their struggles this year in the passing game, dealing with the two high coverages. It wasn't smooth sailing each and every week for the Chiefs offense. And it would have been even worse if they didn't hit on Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey. Um, and that it could have been a really tough sledding year for them if their offensive line wasn't so upgraded over where it was at the end of last year. So Trey Smith, a very integral part of the Chiefs having the season that they did. And lastly, Colton Miller, the tackle for the Raiders. He was a little bit of a reach when the pick happened and Raiders first round picks always are. They always are reaches when they first happen. So people just kind of write them off, I feel like. But Colton Miller was a really solid uh, player this year. The the. Raiders do not have a ton of star power on that offense. You don't look at the guys they had on either offense or defense this year and think, okay, there's stars. This is a playoff roster. There's stars everywhere. There's really not, especially after Ruggs was you know, arrested. It looked like the sledding should be pretty tough. And I think Colton Miller might be the best player on that offense, him and Hunter Renfro and Derek Carr. But Colton Miller's up there. He's one of the best players on that team, a team that is full of underrated players. That's how they were able to make the playoffs in the first place is because, you know, the star power isn't really there. Um, but they've got a lot of underrated guys, and Colton Miller is one of those underrated guys. Protected Derek Carr, um, paved the way for a decent rushing attack, and uh, really was an integral part of why they were able to make the playoffs despite the star studded roster. So Colton Miller was one of those Raiders draft reaches, but someone who actually panned out, unlike a lot of them. So he's underrated. And yeah, Winston, Penny, Cooks, Bourne, Claypool, Knox, Miller, Flowers, Allen, Smith, Mulata. What is the record of a team with that offense? Pretty damn good, in my opinion. That's a, that's a top offense in the league. If you can put all those guys together, none of them are recognized. None of them have accolades, but that is that's a really elite offense in my opinion so i'll get into defense next time and i'm excited to get into that because defensive players in general are more underrated than offensive players because people just understand offense more than they understand defense so defense is going to be an even deeper cut so i'm excited to get into that next week thank you for watching this week uh any underrated players on your favorite team please let me know in the comments and give them their due because there's a lot of guys who deserve it and don't get it. So your favorite underrated player, tell me what those are. Uh, maybe I'll do a breakdown on the um, some of them for TikTok. So thank you guys for watching and I will see you soon.
is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.